Yo, 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 what's up, baby? Welcome back to another episode of Football Without Hesitation. Oz here in the studio on the mic. What's going on, yo? What's going on? We are that much closer to Major League Soccer, dude. We're getting there. We're fucking getting there. Once it starts, man, there's going to be so much fucking soccer. It's going to be the Olympics. It's going to be regular season. Oh, it's going to be Champions League. Oh, shit. So, yeah. So, I mean, I'm excited. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a long year of soccer. And I am fucking pumped for that after a year of being at home, not knowing what the fuck, not being able to go to the stadium, not being able to see the Quakes live in person. The new and improved team, we, we, we only have Almeida for so long, and they took a year from us? How dare they? But anyway, on, well, on that note, let's start Let's start fucking there, dude. Because uh, last week, a couple weeks ago at this point, Santa Clara County said they were allowing in-person, basically they're allowing sporting events again. They're like, starting April 1st, you know what, fuck it. Vaccines are going out there. A lot of people are getting them. Cases are going down. People aren't getting as sick anymore. April 1st. We're, we're opening it up. And at that time, they were in the red tier. Santa Clara County, I believe, was in the red tier, which meant that the earthquakes could open up their stadium at 25% capacity. Concessions must be delivered to the seats. So that would mean 3,600 people at a Via State or whatever the fuck this earthquake stadium. 3,600 people. Season ticket holders first. So what are you going to do with the other 3,000 tickets? Oh, psh, psh. That's a not a lot of season ticket holder joke right there. It's fucking quality. (laughs) Sorry, people. I'm sorry. Yeah, so 3,600 people. It's something. It's it's definitely it's it's exciting to see. I don't know. I'm I'm only pausing in my comments because I'm wondering like if I would go because they obviously they sent out an email. You know, like would you go? And I'm just like, "Hmm, would I? I don't know. Even if you had all these things that they would that they suggested in place, I still haven't got my vaccine. I don't know how everybody else is. I'm not very priority. I'm a 33 year old podcaster. You know, very low on the list, very low on the priority list. And I'd be a bit wary of that about going out because that's eight days from today. You know, it's since the next week that you would be able to do that. I mean, granted, the Quakes don't play. I believe till the 24th is the is a opener, maybe. Past that, anyway, I don't know if I wasn't vaccinated and I knew there's gonna be 3,600 people there, but the concessions would be allowed. I don't know. I would still question it. They did have an option of like, what if we, you know, did a rapid test on people? I don't know how those work. I'm sure it'd be pretty annoying to get in. I'm 3,600 people is not too much, but that would be make me feel a little bit better. Okay, if I was vaccinated and I know everybody had a rapid test and essentially negative, then cool. But anyway, I don't know. I'm just thinking on in my head on the mic, which is not good for podcasting. I'm just excited. I, don't get me wrong, because see, the thing is, once I go, once I go to that whatever that first match, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna keep going. It's over. Once I go to that first time, it's gonna be like it's regular again. Because I, I miss it. I miss being out there. I miss the stadium. I I miss fucking the drive. Even that, that sounds so stupid. That's such a California thing to say. But it's just the buildup, you know, the buildup of going there. And and plus, I you know, Quakes don't play during rush hour. <laughs> the Quakes play Saturday afternoons for the most part. So, you know, it's not the worst drive. 
And again, especially the way I do, I go downtown. Anyway, I don't know. But once I go, once I go to that first match, I know I'm, I can't, won't be able to, to hold myself back, and I'm gonna keep going. So that's where I'm really questioning it of how quickly do I want to pull that trigger? Because once I do, I can't. I'm not gonna be able to. A whole fucking year. We, again, we got so lucky. Got so lucky that we got two home matches last year. You have no idea. How oh I mean I'm sure a lot of people at this point do have an idea but we are so fucking lucky and I was so glad to be able to 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 go there actually how about that speaking of the stadium and reminiscing and all that shit I got a Google you know Google gives you your highlights or whatever like oh this time last year or whatever what well, was saying this day in 2015 you were in San Jose and that's when Avaya Stadium opened dude five six years ago now yeah I guess it'd be six years. Today, Avaya Stadium opened up and changed everything, man. We had our own home. The first time we had a home. So we'll see. But starting April 1st, I mean, starting at the beginning of the season, the Quakes are going to be allowed to have uh, spectators. Granted, again, unless some there's some spike could happen or something, everybody still, it's not over, man. It's not over. We should st- still be taking all the precautions that we can to prevent the spread of of coronavirus and all that but we are seemingly starting you know getting to the beginning of the end kind of thing and at the very least it looks like when the major league soccer season starts san jose earthquakes will be allowed to have at least 25 percent capacity if not higher if they might i mean i keep santa clara county keeps getting better and better quickly they could be in the yellow tier by then i don't know we'll see dude we will see but what team will we see there oh look at that That, that's called a segue in the industry folks (laughs) what will the team look like how will it do um the team was not able to go to cancun obviously because of covid all these restrictions but almeida it's smart i love that he so he loves he obviously loves to be in the sand because he was like we're going to santa barbara fuck it as as close to cancun california as we can get that they're replacing it but i was like this dude must like he must like to tire his dudes out or something i mean there must be something about the beach and then i thought i was like dude what are the chances you're gonna fucking your your foot's gonna get caught and you're gonna twist a knee or twist an ankle or some shit in the sand you know it's just gonna give way like you'll you'll i'm curious and i don't know i'm just i'm just talking out of my ass i, I did no research at all i'm volleyball Beach volleyball players are probably like, motherfucker, we get hurt all the goddamn time. I'm curious. That's what I was thinking. I mean, that was my, I mean, I don't know if anybody can, anybody listen can offer some better wisdom. But I was like, okay, not only is it a, it's a good workout, you know, because of that, you know, it doesn't give as much support. So you have to work harder when you're running on the beach. But also if you're going back and forth, making crazy cuts after, you know, maybe some time where you haven't worked out, I think the the sand would, would be a little more forgiving than pitch um i don't know i was it was curious i saw some of the videos on the beach and i was like obviously there's a fucking theme here it made me think that but i, I love that also they took down some academy players because i mean not only because of covid you you can't just bring teams in and, and do scrimmages with them and all and stuff like that um but also almeida has shown that he's not concerned with playing youngsters that's not a he has no problems with it. If he believes a player is ready, he'll throw them on. And I mean, we've seen Cade Cowell already. <laughs> Cade Cowell has gotten full regular season minutes 
in Major League Soccer at 16 years old. And yeah, so Almeida has no issues with that. So I love that they're like, all right, we're taking some academy players. You guys have the opportunity. If you if you impress this guy, he'll fucking play you. You've seen it. He's shown that to you before. And I'm sure some somehow they communicated to them. Um, so that's what I fucking loved. I loved that they took some academy players, not only, you know, to fill in the scrimmage side, but also to give them a shot with the big senior squad, see what, what they could potentially be, see what the training is like, see what, what the, what the attitude is like. Yeah. It's fucking cool. Dude. How about, <laughs> man, if you follow, if you follow the quakes on Instagram, there's pictures, they had a picture of, uh, so there's that kid from Selena's Emmy Ochoa, dude. This kid's ginormous. I think he's 16 by now, too. 15, 16, one of the two. And he's 6'2". Already, 15 years old, six foot two, fucking huge. Looks like a man. There's a picture with a picture of him and trophies. And it's like, oh, and obviously, I'm sure he's fucking pumped. You know, you're a Mexican kid. That You have to, you know who that was. There's a picture with him, but he, dude, trophies looks like a, straight up child and i mean i'm not even trying to joke or anything it's it i mean it was just naturally funny but it's just so interesting i also man he looked like a child which is cool i mean i'm like all right he looked fucking look pretty good look pretty young but emmy is just ginormous that dude is a full-on man already at 15 that that's exciting and we'll see dude i don't know did so i was thinking about it because okay you got marshankowski with national team you got vega you got miochoa there's a, like I was just saying that, that and uh, Almeida's not concerned about playing youngsters. Vega has another string of a couple bad matches, and Marcinkowski's away at the Olympics. Emmy has a really good chance of going in. We have a really good chance, which again, that's it's a little concerning that the Quakes might be featuring a teenage goalkeeper uh, in a regular season match <laughs> as I pause and come to the reala- realization of where my favorite team is. But I mean, as somebody from Salinas, I'm fucking excited as somebody, you know, that it's thinking of the future of this team. I'm excited because while you definitely don't want that to be your, your in and out choice, if you, you start preparing that kid to be like, dude, in 10 years from now, this is going to be the man. That'd be pretty fucking cool. And like I said, just being from Salinas, dude, just being from Salinas, I'm fucking I'm excited about that. But anyway, I mentioned uh, the opening of the season. Opening season? Opening of the season earlier? Like I said, the Quakes start on the road. They they start away in Houston on April 16th. Everybody starts that weekend. The Quakes actually are the first team. This is the first first match of the 2021 season. Houston, San Jose. I mean, kind of whatever. I mean, there is that history of the Houston this team that moved over from San Jose, but whatever. But the real exciting part, again, that next Saturday, the following Saturday, April 24th at 1230, stick with the Texas opponents, and they play FC Dallas. Again, this is the first first sporting event in Santa Clara County since the shutdown. We'll see. I mean, I'm sure they're going to get 3,600 people out there. There's 3,600 people that, that want to go just get out and do something, even if they don't like soccer. I mean, that's pretty cool. And the Quakes might get some fans out of it because people just want to get out but but we're gonna have real meaningful soccer again real meaningful soccer and slowly more people are gonna start being able to go and hopefully by the end of the season things start seeming like some kind of normal after at that point almost two years 
of madness. And then also, dude, how about this? We're fucking lucky, man. The Quakes. <laughs> I don't know why I said it all. Like my voice was bringing. I fucking love this team, bro. But because the Quakes are so, the Quakes are going to be the first opponent ever at Austin FC's new stadium, which is pretty neat. Uh, so because of that, we also know that on Saturday, June 19th, the Quakes will play Austin FC. So we have the schedule already for the three Texas teams. April 16th against Houston, April 24th against FC Dallas, and June 19th against the brand new Austin FC. That's going to be pretty cool. Austin FC has Andrew Tarbell, Nick Lima, Danny Hoosen. So yeah, it'll be kind of a cool little reunion, see how they're going, hopefully terribly. I mean, not the players. I mean, okay, that came out bad. No, I hope Tarbell and Lehman Husen have a great season, but I hope the team does not well do well because that's just more more competition the Quakes don't need right now. So welcome to the league. Good luck, Tarbell, Lima, and Husen. You guys are great when you were over here, but I hope your team stinks. <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, that, that that's exciting to be able to talk about that. Dude, speaking of exciting things to talk about, well, this kind of has fizzled out. I was looking for some update, and I don't know. Looks like the internet has been scrubbed of this. A couple of weeks ago, The Athletic was reporting that, that Orlando SC might sell to the owners of the Vikings. Like, damn, okay. And that's always curious to me because, I mean, not only do I, I do enjoy business, but it, to me it's interesting to see because rarely do you get solid numbers, do these, like, People come out and say, this is exactly what was paid for the team. But you get some stuff coming out. And it's it's interesting to see because then at that point you could see how the growth of the values of the team has gone. Orlando SC does have a pretty good history you know, with Major League Soccer. They are a newish team. They haven't had very much postseason success. But they've, I don't know, for some reason they've just been, they've just been around. They've been a pretty well talked about team. It seems like for uh, not being not very successful on the pitch, that's definitely going to change. It changed last season, and that's all. It's going to keep changing. They're going to keep getting better. I want fucking Daryl DK, man. If he may never even come back, that's fucking crazy. Not not in that like, oh man, that sucks for them. That like, that's where this league is going. And also, again, DK came from the fucking super draft. And for those that aren't aware, unaware, again, Daryl DK plays. For signed by Orlando City, drafted by Orlando City, had a great season. Orlando went to the championship in England to help out Barnsley and has had five goals in 10 matches and is fucking tearing it up. Might stay there. Might stay at Barnsley. Might stay somewhere else at an English team. And that'd be fucking great for the league. But that's one thing. You know, you come in, you have one good season. And and you go on. That's that's where this league is. That's I don't know. That that that's the the quality of of player. And I say this league, but DK was drafted in the super draft, and I've recently, very recently, have been critical of the super draft and said, ah, that's a, it's a dinosaur, it's leftover. It's gonna get absorbed into something else later. I I don't know. May, maybe it still will. But at the very least for now, it is really showing that if you do your homework, if you do your homework, if you pay attention to players that have played in USL and bounced to US from USL to NCAA and, and you pay attention, you can get MLS-ready players out of the fucking draft. Not only that, you can potentially get even bigger scores 
like it's looking like so far for for Daryl DK. And I don't know the future. The future's the future, man. Anything can fucking happen. It looks very bright, and I and I wish him the best because not only will it, it help Orlando City get better, it'll help the league get better, and yeah, it'll just turn more more attention into what is happening over here. And I don't know, maybe maybe gets NCAA to change some shit. I doubt it. NCAA does not have a history of easily changing their ways, but it's amazing. And I mean, I feel foolish for being so critical of the draft and then just looking at the players that have come out of there. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, some some really class players. So yeah, so anyway, if it goes away or not, at least while it's still around, teams need to fucking really take it seriously. Because you can get, you again, the next Daryl DK is out there. That's it, man. Well, what else? Oh, dude, okay. Well, anyway, the the Quakes head of athletic performance and the strength coach went on to Columbus Crew. That was a little thing I think I saw on uh, the Massive Report. They they just they announced some changes of the person or the front office, and I noticed that, and I was like, okay. Athletic performance and first-team strength. The Quakes have a guy, uh, Derek Lawrence, who's the director of health and performance, and I don't know, that just seemed kind of redundant. I don't, I don't know if it was just a regular shift. I, I think that's what, what it just seemed like, that the Quakes were like, yeah, we're consolidating a position. Thank you for your time here. You're going to Columbus Crew. That's a good fucking landing spot. You're going to have a new stadium. It's going to be awesome. So yeah, I don't know. Just I just saw that little little tidbit. I, I don't know. I I doubt that means anything. That's one of those things that in the future, like a year from now, I'm gonna be like, dude, I didn't know it then, but that was the sign of the of the crack <laughs> of the of the hole or some shit. You know, that's where it all started collapsing when Daniel when Daniel Hickler left. Everything went downhill. <laughs> I don't know if it did. That's a, I just scooped everybody, but I doubt it. I think it was just regular cleaning up HR stuff. Speaking of cleaning up and HR stuff, I got to clean up the studio a little bit before I head home. So I'm going to leave you guys here. Again, there, were, there wasn't any real soccer, quote unquote, real soccer. Oh, my God. This whole time I've been, I won't get into it now because I'm not going to, I'm not going to play with your emotions like that thinking we're going to leave, but I didn't really get into the, the the Olympic qualifying tournament. I talked about it a bit. We'll get into it next time. That, that means the Quakes will go on through their, all their three matches. They're playing Mexico coming up. They're they're two and zero. Beat Costa Rica. Beat Dominican Republic. Marcinkowski and Ewell started against the thrashing of Dominican Republic. And yeah, but we'll anyway. We'll talk about what happened or where they're at the next time. But for now, Oz here in the Salad Bites Media Studio. Signing off. Peace.